Mike, turn your games down. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's jolly with me tonight? I am Tiffany Elberton, and yep, that's all I got. Hey, everybody, it's Kenneth Sanity. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and I'm about to tear through this podcast like a plate of cookies. <laughs> 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 and I'm Bill Tucker from a Gamer Looks of 40 podcast. And, and now I know you're an idiot, but don't be an idiot out loud. <laughs> that was a great line. I just like that line. I, there's no con, not as clever as Ken, but I just, I really found that very funny last night. <laughs> I did too. So we are here to talk about a movie that I did not expect to cover, but it's another Patreon voted movie, Violent Night, which came out in 2000, or no, 2022. Yep. 2022 yeah, was... and directed by Tommy Wercola no idea who that is you will (laughs) are we going to be diving into the entire length and breadth of tommy workola's filmography we're only going to hit on three movies that he made before this oh i'm all right with that i don't know if i am but we'll see we'll see i don't know we'll see i uh, i've not seen anything else from this director he makes a lot of a lot of schlock and depending on how much well Depending on how much, I guess, your taste for schlock is. Well, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, or the Dead That's Snow series. Movie. It is? I thought it was, yeah. when I thought in okay, the, Okay, yeah. Hansel and Gretel's fun. It's just stupid fun. Yeah, it's got Hawkeye in it. Oh, it does have Hawkeye in it. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was long before he... Well, no, this is a year after he did Hawkeye. So, he likes yeah. anything with certain actors, mm-hmm. like... Scarlett Johansson can, and Natalie Portman can yep. do no wrong. Nope, they can't. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I did hate Under the Skin, though, so. Yeah. I mean. Ooh, that's true. You didn't. You got to see it again, like we said. But I, when I say schlock, I say that in the lovingest way possible. I don't mean that <laughs> as a pejorative. I really don't, because there is a place in this world for just dumb schlock. And so that's that's kind of where I'm landing on that. I have not seen anything else this director has done. But yes, films like Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, the Dead Snow series. And he's got one coming up called Spermageddon, which I'm loath to even click on the link in Wikipedia and read that one. But <laughs> adult computer animated musical comedy film. Oh, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, why not? I never thought those words would be in the same sentence. <laughs> Nope, but hey, here we are. So I had never saw this movie. I didn't even remember this movie coming out last year. I didn't. I don't remember any, any. I just remember at some point I saw, oh, David Harbour's in it. So it got my attention, and that was it. And I think Ken had maybe mentioned it once or twice. A few times, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, once or twice? Yeah, I had no history. Otherwise, I was like, okay, fine. I mean, I'll just put it on. I didn't, because I wasn't sure. I didn't want to do Black Christmas in the Patreon poll, because I didn't know if I want to watch that movie. It's a horror movie. You should. All three of them, you should watch them. But There's three? Yeah. Okay. Well, I always do a Christmas thing every year, so hey, but I don't want to do Home Alone, so these work out better. Especially not Home Alone too. That movie has a freaking psychopath in it, so I don't really care about seeing that movie. But <laughs> I have to make my dumb joke. And Tiffany, what is your history with this movie? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Okay. I never heard of it until I sat down and I watched it. <laughs> well, well, and Ken, what about you? I remember hearing about when this movie was basically given the green light for production. I remember hearing that David Harbour was going to be playing Santa. And I said, all right, cool, lockdown. I don't want to know anything about this movie until I go see it. I went to go see it in the theater. There was a ton of people there. Man, what a time. (laughs) And Bill? I did not see this theatrically. I remember the posters vividly, though, because I was uh, it was last year. I was in New Jersey for the Christmas season. 
and it was maybe a couple days after Christmas or before Christmas. One of the and I have two kids, so I'm constantly looking for things <laughs> to do. And my sister lives in Netcong, New Jersey, which there's not a ton to do in that area. It's kind of like Western New Jersey, closer to Pennsylvania. So what big thing is to go to movies. We went to see uh, the Puss in Boots movie that came out last year, which was surprisingly good. <laughs> Actually, re- really good. Like, And I remember standing there waiting for someone to get out of the bathroom and Will turning around and seeing this giant grimacing David Harbour Santa Claus with a bloody face and a chewing a candy cane <laughs> and him going, what's with what? Why is Santa looking angry? And I, I go, well, I just... And I, I, it was one of those moments where I don't want to be like the lame dad who's like, cover your eyes, son. But I also want, don't want to like explain the world, everything. I don't want to explain things constantly. Like it's, if, you, if you have children, you're constantly explaining things. Mm. And after a while, you just don't want to explain things anymore. I didn't feel like it. So I, I, at that moment, I was annoyed at Violent Night for just being present while I was trying to entertain my child at 430 in the afternoon on a random Thursday. I, I was and I looked at it and I said, I, this is gonna be one of these sarcastic, cynical Christmas movies. I said it earlier before we were getting ready. I've said it before on the show when we did Elf and some of the other ones. I love Christmas movies. I like the Christmas season. I don't I know why. I think I just like snorting candy canes in December. I think that's <laughs> I just do. I like I like the artificial, maybe the artificiality of it. Maybe I long for simpler times. Maybe it's my nostalgia genes. I don't know. But I have three Christmas trees in the house. The house is covered in lights. We got the wreaths. We got all the stuff. I have kids, so I you know, you have to now. But I would say you love shoveling the driveway, but you wouldn't have to worry about that. Where you I don't worry about shoveling the driveway in Texas. <laughs> There's no shoveling. It was 75 degrees out today. It was beautiful. Perfect day for light hanging, as I did today. So... I like the Christmas season. I like Christmas feels. I I'm not gonna go so far as to say I like like Hallmark. I think that's <laughs> a little too much. That's a little too saccharine for my taste. But I, I have a, a lot of affinity for the season. And I and I don't like sarcastic Christmas movies. I I just don't. I, it's just for me. It, there's there's a weird line for me. Uh, so I was not looking forward to the screening. I thought, great, <laughs> it's gonna be just like. Murderous Santa Claus because hey, cursing Santa Claus is funny and vomiting Santa Claus is funny and and what I got was delightful. Ha ha! <laughs> I fooled you, Tiff. Before we started recording, I actually really liked this movie. I really enjoyed myself. I found that a lot of fun. We'll talk about it. And <laughs> I think this movie is very successful on a number of different levels. But I really was not expecting to enjoy it because I a I was annoyed at its face when it was <laughs> when it was when a bloody face was was terrifying my son in a like, state unknown. You weren't and, annoyed at his face. You were annoyed that you had to explain it to your son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your right. Exactly right. That's yeah. what it was. If oh, you totally. Were by yourself, you would have been like, "Hmm, that's interesting." Why is Santa? <laughs> why does Santa have blood under his nose? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Let's I go. Don't. We're gonna. Oh, let's and, go get well, some there's there's gotta be a video game in here somewhere. Could you stare at that for a minute? I don't just. I don't know. Hey, won't we make that joke later? Oh, and Ken, what is the plot of this movie? <laughs> All right, fantastic. I'm gonna hit you with that plot breakdown. It's just another toxic Christmas at the Lightstone family compound until a team of mercenaries invades the festivities to plunder the Christmas spirit. And a shitload of money. It's up to one mythical gift-giving entity, Santa Claus, to deck their halls with boughs of pain and rediscover the magic of the holidays. That was really good. Beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Someone hire this man. Someone hire yeah, this man. That was really good. 
<laughs> yeah, when I do plot without him there, like I did right. Well, you haven't heard it yet. But Rise of Skywalker, my plot was much simpler. <laughs> Just like that movie's plot. There isn't much. Uh, all right. So yeah, right, it sounds like the movie phone guy. Welcome to movie did. phone. <laughs> I had no I, when we first when we first started watching this, I was not expecting it to go where it went. Even in like the beginning, when 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 this movie starts off, and I think it's England, you just see a guy drinking at a bar. I'm like, okay, it's just a guy who you know who dresses up as Santa who ends up fighting people at some point. I thought it was going to be. I did not expect any of it to go where it goes. Bad. So, yeah, the crux of this is that it's not a guy dressed as Santa. It's not your average Joe every man who got a job at the mall. It really is Santa Claus. And I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. He's having like, I don't know if he having like, he's not having a mental breakdown, but he's having a hard time with. He's these. having an existential crisis. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Because, there you go. With these kids like wanting gift cards and money. And, <laughs> video games. And I love video that. Games. <laughs> like he's having a hard time with that. Like what? Like why is he here to deliver money and gift cards? <laughs> well, hey, next year, you know, if, you, if they made this movie like 10 years from now, there wouldn't be any video games in there. It would just all be like, oh, look, it's a voucher for the game. <laughs> yeah, I'll steam, yeah, I'll say it'll be steam codes just he would just reach in and just steam codes with this tumble to the ground because <laughs> physical gaming in a few years the rate we're going so this 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 won me over uh, this actually won me over fast as soon as i realized we are dealing with the real santa who's just com- who's like you said ken is having this existential crisis my life's work has been for naught the world has <laughs> passed me by i'm irrelevant so i'm just going to get hammered in this pu- english pub Next to a proper mall Santa, and the way and 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 David Haber is excellent in that. Is is he's very very good and genuinely good in being not only very funny but also the physicality and also when the when the movie requires him to have a little heart to actually do Christmas movie things. It's it, it it's so well balanced in that regard, and I I think it's very it's a very clever movie and very well crafted. Uh, there's some there's some parts that I don't love, but other than that, I think it's great. I think this really sold it for me. I was like, oh, this is gonna be the real Santa. He's gonna do this John McClane thing. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I think I'm in. All right. And then there's a couple other moments a little further down where I was like, yeah, okay. I see what you're trying to do here, movie, and I think this is gonna be successful in it for me. It was. But I love this concept. I really do. I, I think it would have been much worse if it was just, you know, again, mall Santa stumbles home, passes out on the lawn of this rich person's home, gets caught up in this little thing. I think the fact that there's elements of that kind of Christmas magic and elements of the folklore in it really I grounds it for me as an earnest movie that's made with good intentions and not just to be a hipster ironic like oh santa's gonna say the fuck word like that's so it i was really expecting a witless nonsense and i got not witty nonsense but i had a i found a really good time and a movie that was made with good intentions like a well-intentioned christmas movie that's off the beam path and i i again i really enjoyed it so had a few good actors in it as well. I was oh, yeah. surprised, actually. It had a lot. Like, this yeah. cast is... I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd say it is, like, stacked to the brim with A-list, but this is, like, the top of your B-list. B-tier lower <laughs> A-list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And doing good work. And doing good work. <laughs> and you got Beverly D'Angelo coming back to show us how Christmas is done. Yes. Hell yeah. I, w- I had this 
figure out who she was because I recognized her and I was like, oh no, she's from Christmas Vacation. And Mike yep. had no idea what I was talking about. Nope, Mike did not. <laughs> Look, you guys I'm... have to fix that, okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that kind of like husky, raspy voice she's got going right now, that works. Right? <laughs> right? She's always had a sexy voice. Yeah, but like now it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want her to be my boss at work so I can have inappropriate <laughs> thoughts about her on lunchtime. Like, <laughs> and Bill, earlier you mentioned that you were talking about how this movie's just like Santa's grumpy, but he's got a bit of heart. And I, I really think you don't get this performance unless you have David Harbor. And I don't think you have David Harbor unless you have Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Be- there's, you, yeah. Because he wasn't a big actor can, until Stranger Things, right? Well, he he did some stuff. He he was been in the movies, but I nothing. I Yeah, nothing with like the the lovability and gruffness and charisma of Hopper. And like there, there was the, there was Hopper. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, shouldn't surprise anybody, but David Harbor also one hundred percent does it for me every time I see him on screen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good looking sexy man I love David Harbour and god he just he's so he's perfect here he really is yes I mean that that's kind of what got me this movie too like I the fact that like you have like this great actor playing this part and the fact that it is supposed to be Santa Claus and not a mall Santa like I mean and you find out so quickly after he gets drunk when he goes up to the roof they're like he went to the roof and then he just gone on the and then he, right. with the reindeer and he vomits over the woman's face that was hilarious that's like yep this kind of sets the tone for the movie and then title screen I'm like you know exactly what you're getting we're gonna give it to you right here and you're in like I like that you're like all right this could be fun right yeah because had it just been a drunk guy like just an just an asshole who plays a Santa who's like, oh he's a background he was a killer like I wouldn't have enjoyed it nearly as much as I did. I mean, a lot of you can draw a line, a lot of lines from this to Bad Santa as well, which, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, and I'm saying that, yeah, and Bad Santa's Bad Santa's good. That's a, it's a, that's, that's a quality. It's quality. And again, yeah. it, it's funny. I kind of like, kept, sorry, I'm go ahead. No, 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 go. I kept for some reason to me, he was somewhere in between Bad Santa and the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. No, yeah. it is 100% fair. Like. <laughs> There are lines directly from this movie that are references to, you know, Christmas Vacation, to Die Hard, to Home Alone, to Mm -hmm. like so many other like Christmas movies. And I don't think it's really fair to say that they stole from those movies, but they definitely inspired a lot of this film. Yeah. Like on the surface, this this is Die Hard. Like <laughs> the basic yeah. soups and nuts plot, it's die hard. <laughs> and then when it focuses on the daughter, Trudy, Trudy's playing Home Alone in the house. Home Alone rated R. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it would have been. <laughs> Which would have been, yeah, exactly what it would have been. <laughs> Hospital visits galore. Yeah. Like Kevin McAllister killed those people. Oh, yeah. yeah. They How many times? Died. <laughs> like hundreds multiple of times. Time, yeah, multiple times over. Yes. Multiple They were just coming back zombies. We didn't know it. I actually never seen Home Alone all oh the way through. Oh, my God. Through. You need to stop seeing that. We're going to fix that. I don't know if I want to. Look, it's, funny. it's good. It's, it's funny. It's fun. Yeah, yes. it's a fun time if you if you know it's going to be stupid. Stupid funny. 
I've seen parts of it. But I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie from start to finish. But that's like, not surprising. It opened up a wider variety of audience to Daniel Stern, who is an amazing actor, really should be more successful than he is. It's one of Joe Pesci's most family-friendly roles. <laughs> John Candy's in it. I mean, come on. That's right. And, and John Candy has a band called the Kenosha Kickers in Home Alone. <laughs> well, that means something to me, folks. Because born and raised Kenosha, Wisconsin, baby. <laughs> baby. I'm born and raised Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I don't have a lot of love for it. Yeah. A lot of dislove for it. But also, like, I mean, right away when you get introduced to the other character in Connecticut, the father, and you get introduced to Trudy and, and, the, and the, the family, you don't really know what's going on yet. But that's when right away she's making Home Alone references. I forget what the quote was, but I knew what it, I knew exactly what it was from immediately when she said it. Oh, that the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah. 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 Like, I got that immediately. And I started laughing because, again, it, it sets the tone. Like, oh, yeah, she just saw Home Alone, which, again, pays off hugely in this movie. Is that from Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. from the, the TV oh, okay. he has playing the mob movie that's not real. Oh, okay. When they act like to show that somebody's home, right? Or is it for uh-huh. the piece? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For some reason, right. I always thought that was from National Lampoon's Christmas. <laughs> no, that's Home Alone. Yeah. Hey, trivia time. Does anybody remember the name of that movie within a movie in Home Alone? It's, it is at the tip of my tongue. I cannot. You're going to uh, just. It's a wonderful life. No, I have no idea. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can look it up, but I'd rather. I'd rather. Uh, and Flex Angels with filthy souls. That's it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Angels with filthy souls. That's right. I can see the tape descending into the VHS player. I can see it going in. Yep. <sighs> I don't miss VHS. Your loss. Waste no time. Like right, you see the family getting to the mansion, and you're introduced to these shitty, shitty rich people, like real fast, and uh, they are shitty people. Succession. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Except instead of you know cable TV conglomerates, they're arms dealers. (laughs) Basically. Oh, I didn't realize they were arms dealers. Yeah, they're weapons. As what's his name? As Obadiah Stan put it, they're weapons manufacturers. Yes. Why did not catch that? Yep. Ma- weapon. They're weapon. They are literally the most. They are painted with a brush the size of a barn barn wall. Like th- this is a this is the biggest brush possible at the uh, at the hardware store. But it's okay at this point. Someone's been vomited on. I'm like, all right, great. We're going to do this now. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of eh, about that. Too. I was like, right, I laughed. So I was ready. I was, I was like, okay, this will be fun. We have real Santa who's having a real issue. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. I could totally see Santa kind of hating this world we live in. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then you got the vomit thing, I think. And then you got these very stereotypical characters, the stereotypical family, the, 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 the terrible actor. And they're all trying to get after the mom's money. And clearly she's this very important uh, rich person. And I'm like, okay, so we're painting these broad strokes. Like these, again, these, these barnyard sized or barn door sized brushes. And then we get to, um, oh, the little girl's name. What's her name? Trudy. Trudy. Thank you. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. Because <laughs> Trudy is freaking adorable. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, as she is adorable. Uh, the family, she has her father and her mom who are, are separated. I don't think they say they're divorced, but they are at least separated. They yeah. are very much separated. Yeah, yeah, they're separated and they're coming together for Christmas season for Christmas at the at grandma's grandma's compound <laughs> with <laughs> private security yeah. where everyone wears like uniforms with little insignias on them, almost like a cult. And, and at this point, I'm like, 
once when she shows up and it's very clear the setup because this is not a complex setup it's very clear what this movie's trying to do which is again you have the two parents and all she wants for christmas would be her parents to get back together then i'm like okay i am going to be perfectly fine with these with these nonsense characters with these <laughs> terrible stereotypes easily hateable people because i there i all right i see what you do in a movie and i'm all here for it so yeah it's it's this is not the most rich movie in the world, but it's definitely uh, a lot of fun. And I'm super fine with, again, these broad stroke characters because at the end of the day, we're just looking for people to. <laughs> and was anybody else rooting for them to all get murdered anyway? Like, was everyone rooting for just the kid in Santa Claus to get out of this alive? <laughs> Pretty much, I'm like, yeah. none of you are good. Like, you all suck. Like, for the most, most a couple of people don't oh, suck. Oh, I wanted but. that kid to just get shot, which is, yeah, so. Gertrude. I was hated him. Bert to get um, Bertrude. Bertrude. <laughs> Bertrude. Yeah, Bertrude to get murdered. I was really waiting for that, but last time. Bertrude might be the funniest joke in the entire fucking. It movie. really is. It it's... is funny. I mean, there's also a small foreshadowing line that made was a lot funnier to me as the movie went on because when the when you have all the caterers that are, that are dressed up in their outfits, Sony come man, the catering here sucks. You guys <laughs> suck at it, and it was like. And with things when the movie goes, I'm like, ah, good joke there, buddy. <laughs> That's why they suck because yeah. they're not caterers. And you're lucky that little elf didn't kill you on the spot. <laughs> I it's so, and again, this is me just watching this movie again last night, looking at these these people and like, oh, this is just gonna be a diehard thing. These, these people are caterers, and again. <laughs> No, and 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 loving the fact that I can kind of see this coming. Uh, again, very well done. It's tr- again the movie does a good job of showing the opulence. You instantly have a disdain for these people who have a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. even though that could be a bit biased, just because people have lots of stuff doesn't mean they're inherently bad people. It just some usually works out that way, unfortunately. And these these ones are, and these yeah. ones are. So they're oh, yeah. per, super super hateable, which is great. And uh, it just allows you to have a lot of fun. And also the fact that they set these people up as these very rich people with all these means who are clearly just, again, set up as awful human beings, a lot of them, except for the mom and the dad. The, the dad, he's done some bad stuff. And the mom is just, she's actually genuinely, I think, a pretty genuine person. And of course, yeah. Trudy is just a deer. But it's it's great because it allows all of this fun violence to happen. And you just like, OK, yay, I'm going to have fun now. This is great. Awesome. I'm totally behind John Leguizamo. <laughs> Go get yours, bro. Man, okay, John Leguizamo as a villain, like, I'll be I honest. I love him as an actor anyways. <laughs> I, I fell in love with John Leguizamo as Tybalt in William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> like, he was the heart and soul of that movie for me. Yes. I didn't give a shit about Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about Claire Danes. I was a little worried about Pete Postlethwaite, but John Leguizamo was really where that movie was at for me. He was just so stylish and Mike had no so idea what I was good. About. No, I do not know what you guys are talking about. He was but just he was good in Tu Wang Fu as well. Yeah, but he wasn't yeah. a villain in that. No, he wasn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know what we were talking about villains. <laughs> but no, like... If I want to talk about John Leguizamo, I could talk about Super Mario Brothers or yeah. the past or any number of amazing things John Leguizamo does, including his I work. Like he's underrated. In John he's Wick, such a good, such a good actor. Like he's he has a small part in the John Wick movies, but he owns every second of the screen that he's on in those movies. 
And he does the same thing here. And it, it's funny. We talked about the director, Tommy Wercola already, and how he makes schlock, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, this <laughs> was produced by David Leach, who is largely responsible for the John Wick movies. Uh, oh, he was okay. Sir here. Um, he also directed 2022's amazing, one of my favorite movies that came out that year, Bullet Train. It's Ooh. like you, you should. Everybody should watch Bullet Train. But <laughs> this is this is what a post John Wick diehard looks like. Like yeah. you you can't go back and make the old diehard type style movie again. Not after John Wick. No. This is no, what John- you have. John Wick, John Wick uh, changed a lot, and those movies are phenomenal. Uh, I have not seen Bullet Train. I now have something I definitely will see probably before the end of the year. I could definitely I, use more fun in my life. Yeah, cool. now I'm interested now, too. I think this is all, uh, actually on Netflix, too, Bullet, Bullet Train. So It's a blast, trust me. If you want fun, oh, boy. Oh, okay. boy. I'm always up for more movie, new movies to watch, especially for the podcast. <laughs> Why don't you like the movies that I want you to watch? Because they're old. I, that's rude. <laughs> that was fucking rude. I hate you. I'm leaving. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was just rude. It was funny. Oh, yes, it it, it's right after. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> it's right after so. this when you you see Santa deliver. You know, you see more of Santa being Santa, where he's going to people's houses and he's just depressed. Yeah, I, I liked it though. He's eating the cookies and he's just like spits fucking out, hate this job. Like, spits out the milk. Spits out the cookies. <laughs> I, I love how he's a connoisseur of yeah. Christmas cookies. Uh, he's like, ooh, home-baked. That's why and it his... reminded me of the Santa Claus, because isn't there a yes. point where he drinks, like, almond milk or something? Because he tells yes. the little girl he's lactose. And yes. she's like, well, I got you lactose-free milk. He had, Mike is staring at me like he has no idea. I've seen the first yeah, no, one of him, but it's been a long time. Yeah, 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 you're 100% right. And that's, I, I but I, I don't know why, but I had a really good laugh at his, like, foodie, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, good pairing. Let's I put one of these in my pocket. That was funny. The milk, you just, or when he drinks skim milk at later on, he's like, ah, skim milk. <laughs> oh, where's the whiskey? <laughs> but I love this is again, this is David Harbour doing such incredible, incredible work because he's in such control at all times. And this is if yeah, if you've known him from Stranger Things, that's one I that's why I think he's incredible in that too. It's, his control during a, in a role is fantastic. Everything is measured out and well thought out in his actions and his reactions. And he feels like an actor that doesn't leave things to chance too much, but to the point where it still feels like he's having a lot of fun. I I for some reason I zoned in on him enjoying his cookies and milk. Like Santa <laughs> probably would. Because he's had a millions of these dumb things, like oh, this is homemade. And knowing immediately, oh, it's just cookies and whiskey. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. I, I really did laugh when he's at the house, the mansion, and he's like, oh, look, and he's like, and he after after the milk incident, he's like, oh, whiskey, I'll drink. This is a free war. And he drinks free war. Free war. Premium. That made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Also, like thinking to myself, like man, they would be so pissed that all of a sudden this whiskey is gone, like you know that old, that old of stuff just gone. And you know, not in the cabinet like that. You wouldn't even kids. fucking notice. Wouldn't even know. Oh, okay, that that that, that, that look, You're right. That liquor has not been touched in 25 years, and yeah, it dust won't be. It off, oh it? yeah, then you're, you're yeah, right. It's dusted off. Yeah, he would. You would never know the they bottles rolled out. The, the cheap bastard in me is like, how? Yeah, you know, but that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, they'll never notice it. He just had to dust it off. <laughs> And what and what are you gonna say? Hey, who took my alcohol? Must have been that Santa Claus. I mean, it was Christmas Eve. I mean, it must have been. <laughs> a song like that. 
He drank my whiskey. Must have been Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, and I, I just love how that's like the whole like the whole point why he's even in the house because he drinks the whiskey and falls asleep in a massage chair. <laughs> and then shit starts happening. Which really, I mean, like, you, you're Santa Claus. You're in a sleigh all night. You're driving all around oh, the fucking sense. world. Yeah, a massage chair, that's got to hit just right. That's right. It's hilarious because, like, you know, even when you, after you have the security starts getting killed and you have all the stuff happening where you find out that the caterers are actually not caterers, they're mercenaries and they're killing people. And, like, when he wakes up, he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. Like, it's just funny. His nose doesn't work. It was great. And the whole reason why that the reindeer even leaves because the guy's trying to shoot and they sh- as they're fighting they shoot the roof and then the reindeer run away. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious too. He's like, "You fuckers! You bastards! Get back here!" <laughs> oh man, that that first fight scene also kind of really shows like what kind of movie you're in for because it's not like a quick fight where he just takes out the guy. It's just back and forth beating mm-hmm. the shit out of each other before they finally the guy gets impaled, which was also great. Right. And it's and it's uh, very well choreographed. Very, the, the choreography in this is good. You can see everything that's happening. Everything kind of makes sense. It's yeah. silly. It ties in with Christmas themes. You know, you're trying to garrote somebody with Christmas lights. Like all that stuff is <laughs> super fun and good. And and we, we kind of skimmed over the opening the, when, when the actually the reveal of the of the uh, I can say invaders. It's not invaders. The mercenaries, I guess. Right. I guess you call yeah. mercenaries. The mercenary team taking over the compound, how just gleefully yeah. violent it is. And, and gleefully just bullets flying, blood splattering. Unstraps her weapons and they start flying. That was my favorite. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's so much fun. And this is the point when I was like, I was, you know, my sensibilities, friends. Yep. I was like, okay, super here for all this. Because if this, these, if this director knows what they're doing, I have a funny feeling they do. This is going to escalate and escalate and escalate, and I am in for a treat. So, <laughs> and I was. Here's the thing, though. Like, e- even if you don't know anything about this movie going into it, if you like Die Hard, if you know Die Hard, as soon as they get to the house, you know what you're in for. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because yeah. they have, outside, the security guard, black guy named Al... On the <laughs> outside of the action, just like in fucking Die Hard, as Die played by Reginald Bell Johnson. I thought it was so, the actor at first from Die Hard, but was it, it like, wasn't. No, but that dude's too young. I knew who he thought it was too. Well, just for that second, because before I could get a good look at his face, I just heard his voice. I'm like, don't tell me they got the same I, guy. I like that'd been awesome. Who he thought it was too. I was like, it's. I don't, I don't know if he's still alive. No, he's still alive. Okay. <laughs> like he's still alive. I, I think. Oh, we're not sure. <laughs> I like all the nicknames like Candy Cane and Gingerbread and Peppermint. Krampus. <laughs> yeah, Krampus. Krampus. They give Krampus to the fucking craziest son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they He's do. my favorite. <laughs> They also dress him up, dress him up in an elf costume too. That's what's so hilarious too. Like, I mean, that's got to be so he's like. Probably just pissed off. He was. <laughs> he's the only one in an elf outfit. Why? <laughs> Maybe that was his choice. I don't think so, from the sound of it. <laughs> but I mean, that just added to the joy of it. And you had the one guy who's a, like talking with a Russian accent, and then it turns out, hey, guess what? He's evil. Who would have thought? <laughs> like, it felt like it was like an eighties movie right there. You do get a lot of like old action movie sensibilities with this yeah. movie, and I'm I'm here for it. Like, there's not enough that goes on in the world of movies that 
Okay, it's time for me to get on my little soapbox here. <laughs> Feel free. I'm sorry. Y'all know that movies are supposed to be entertaining, right? They're entertainment. Oh, so really? like, boo, boo, boo <laughs> this man, boo this man. The society is your band from the society, sir. But like, everybody has made like so much about saying, oh, you know, only serious movies are good. The rest of this is bullshit. Only miserable movies are worth your time. Man, sometimes just go to a movie, have some fun. Yes. And this is Again. a fun goddamn movie. I had I had a genuine big old honking smile on my face last night as I was munching my Cheez-Its watching, watching uh, Violin. I was <laughs> Violin surprised. I was like, this movie's going to be stupid. <laughs> I was but like, this a- movie's going to be stupid. Well, I expected like a flat-out horror movie from the title. I knew nothing about it. I decided Same. with Mike I was going in blind. Yeah, I was so, expecting a horror movie too. Actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see, see like Die Hard style. But there's also a thing too, though, where it still has to be good, right? Like yes. there, this movie is even if you just look at like the, the the tenets of filmmaking, like the way it's constructed, again, the choreography, the pacing, what they're doing with tone, like this is all good movie making. Like this is a quality made movie with some really good performances, and and it's a ton of fun. So. I think there, there, I agree with you. There is definitely room in this world. And I think people are starting to come around to it that you can just have fun at the movies. And, but as long as it's well-crafted fun, because we've all sat through movies that are supposed to be like this and terrible because they're not well done. You're like, it didn't work for whatever reason, but this is a good mix of, of just silly nonsense, cartoon acme violence and, (laughs) and some really good storytelling and some, Basic character building. It does everything it needs to do. It's it's a I I had a, I had a blast. So well said, Mister Ken. Well said. Uh, tomorrow is on well, tomorrow. Actually, two couple days. I am taking my quarterly movie day, where I take a day off of work and I just go to the movies. Oh, and nice. I so I go to at least see at least two to three movies. I'm gonna try for three. I'm gonna go see uh, the new Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, dream. Yeah. I'm going to see that. Uh, it was a dream scenario or a dream something. Yeah, a dream scenario. I have no idea. And then, of course, I'm going to see Poor Things, which again is is movie movie. Yorgos Lathormogos, <laughs> whatever his name is, <laughs> real movies. And I'm so glad I I wet my palate with this one because it is super fun and good. <laughs> I do not have Poor Things playing near me, and I am much miserable for that experience. Like yes. I want to see that so badly. Um, but if you're looking for good fun cinema right now, uh, Godzilla minus one is in the theaters in some theaters. Now this week you can catch die hard in the theaters. I'm good. I don't need to see that in theaters. No, Michael. I, I, I had, this is whenever I do a Christmas episode of anything for anybody, including myself, I try not to get into this conversation because I have actually had, <laughs> I've had loud, nasty, not nasty arguments, but close to nasty arguments about the whole Die Hard thing. The movie that shall not be talked about during the Christmas season. I and that is fine. I know we, you could probably just do another, you, we could just do another episode on it, but if you really wanted to, it really uh, is its own episode. It really should be its own episode. I've, I've every year someone tries to sucker me into a conversation about it, and I tell them, "Look, we're friends, 
Okay. And for some reason, I get very animated about this topic because, as I said before, I really like Christmas movies. And I really, really, really. This is a movie that takes place during Christmas. That's it. It's not I'm a not, Christmas I'm movie. Not, I'm just. He's not the, give, he doesn't agree with only, you. We're not going to. Why don't we Christmas movie either? It, it, my only right. statement is this. My only statement is this. And then we can move on from this topic. <laughs> Because people will stop listening to my podcast because of this. This is almost as bad as politics. It's like oh. politics, religion, and his diehard a goddamn Christmas movie. That's can fair. you watch? Can you watch? It's a Wonderful Life in in June. No, yes. can, no, you can't. I can't can, watch it any month. Can, of the year. I mean, no, actually, I can't. Has, it's a Christmas in July, so you. Can I said watch. June, not July. <laughs> can, can you watch? Can you watch? I don't know. The Grinch who stole Christmas. In August, the answer is generally no, unless you're a Brooklyn hipster who just wants to be ironic and stare at me and glare at me. Look with your ironic (laughs) hat, your giant ironic hat and giant ironic glasses, and you're gonna look at me and go, "Well, yeah, of course you can because it's it." Hey, in this podcast, hey, I can say for a fact, can you can you watch (laughs) Die Hard at all times of the year? Yeah, the answer is yes, you can and you should. That is why. The tenant reason why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie because you can enjoy it all year round and you should watch it once a month. All your ironic friends make all the holidays Die Hard movies. I don't care. Leave my goddamn Christmas out of your Die Hard movie. Uh, and when it comes to hot takes on this podcast, oh, in an episode not too long ago that just got published shortly by the date of this public that we're recording this, hell, somebody compared the I think the Catholic was Catholic being that they were Sith. Is what what it was, Ken? Yeah. He called a Catholic religion Sith. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's spicy. Oh, yeah. Spicy. Yikes. Ken. I, I oh. was on something that day, but uh, oh, really? was that was that one of your comments, sir? <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not get cut out, by the way. It was hilarious. Was I, it's well, it was Albert. also talking about Jedi's and you know all religions. A lot of religion. Yeah, there's a lot so, of religious like, theme. Yeah. <laughs> Take anyway, anyway, that's it. I'm not, I'm not saying anything else about goddamn Die Hard during our Christmas movie special. This is a fun movie. We'll do may Die I Hard have... in June. It's Christmas in June. Okay, we got may it. I have a one-sentence okay, rebuttal. Okay. Yes, I, yes. I, I, I will accept the one-sentence rebuttal from Mr. Ken. <laughs> Next time you watch Die Hard, pay very close attention and understand that maybe Die Hard could, in fact, be a thematic retelling of A Christmas Carol. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I don't even okay. know what a Christmas Carol is. Okay, I I I will just for that. I'm not going to. I'll watch it in February, like a like a normal human being. I won't watch yeah. it now. There's no, plenty of other things now. to do right now. But, but I I will keep that. Keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind, Ken. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. You've never. I get aggravated over little dumb things, but I will be open minded because I. Oh, this is great. I once wrote an entire paper about it. You really? Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can see this. that, yeah. And where have you been all my life? You're kind of like my spirit animal, sir. Kenosha. Hiding in Wisconsin. <laughs> Hiding in Kenosha. <laughs> in Kenosha. <laughs> Building up my own cinema cred. <laughs> well, done. well done, sir. I do like Back to Violent Night. Like Santa's about to leave after like he after he kills that guy, he's about to go wander off and it Can we talk about this fight scene? Sure, talk about the fight scene. Okay. I like how this fight scene wasn't just like Santa kicks his ass in three seconds. It was long and slow and bloody and And violent. I like that. Or this guy like knocks out Santa. Like it's pretty even throughout the whole scene and Santa kills him by accident. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I like about this. And it's kind of everything. Most of the things he does by accident. Until later. Yes. Until later. (laughs) 
Until he gets his magic hammer back. <laughs> That's when the movie changes. That's when the movie changes. Okay, now we can go. I'm sorry. I said my piece. <laughs> I mean, it's also touching, you know, and it fits the whole Christmas spirit. But if he sees the girl, the you know, Trudy, the little girl in the room with all the mercenaries, and he's like, I can't just leave her. And that's what gets him to turn around and start trying to do something. And that's when he ends up going back in the house and ends up in the game room and fights fights the guy, which that's another great, another fight where he gets his ass beat. And Kyle, I love how he kills that guy, though. Like, we can talk about that fight, but <laughs> when he sticks the star in his eye and then plugs it in, <laughs> it lights so him on good. fire. Oh. And how he talks about it later, that's bad. It was hilarious. I, his head started on fire. <laughs> I love and and all through this whole point because again at that point and again we should probably back up a little bit because yeah. Yeah. a lot of a lot of time has been spent by the movie and again smartly cementing kind of the lore of Santa we have a child who of course believes in Santa the dad is who does a really great job of being like doing good dad stuff like hey here's a walkie talkie to talk to Santa and you can ask him what you want he can't answer because he's probably really busy. Like, so clever and good yeah. and fun. It was so adorable. And, and again, just adorable and charming and very endearing and sweet. Uh, yeah, all those all those good adjectives that, that I go to Christmas movies for, which, which and, and also very well earned and deserved. Like, it was all well done. Again, not like a Hallmark movie schlock, you know, corporate. <laughs> not, well, that's, that's schlock and a bad schlock. That's, <laughs> that's, that's schlock and garbage. Just garbage churn. Schlock just churning a, a wheel like a gear like factory of movies oh. just spitting these dumb things out hallmark movies are awful i can't i can't even mentally can't even mentally deal with them but but <laughs> back to this movie again all this good setup you have again while she's now finally talking with santa because he's fiddling with the walkie-talkie trying to get somebody on a band catches her band on the walkie-talkie and he's having this little conversation with this girl why this man's face is a flame just burning and burning <laughs> and burning. And again, the, the one thing I will say I did not love in this movie, and if it stood out, and when things like this st stick out to me, it's a problem, were the music cues. I don't love the music choices. I, I think I know what they were trying to do, but I think the action was good enough where you didn't have to have that dichotomy of a silly little Christmas song and then like the 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 violence and the fighting. I didn't love it. I found it distracting. And especially when in a movie like this, where I'm trying to focus on that action and be in the moment, I didn't love the music cues. And I think this scene in particular was one I didn't love. And later on, there's a couple I don't like either. Uh, but then I have one else. Your Christmas spirit. It didn't know. It wasn't my Christmas spirit. It really wasn't that. It was more of just like, I, it didn't, it didn't match what was going on. And I know that the filmmakers are trying to purposely make it silly, but at that time, I wanted to kind of have, I would have preferred to have the music propel as opposed to kind of like contrast, if that makes sense. Um, the fact I liked I, it, but I get The it. fact that I noticed it, I was like, I, I noticed it, which I shouldn't, it should be kind of like in, in the moment, if that makes sense. See, I had a completely different experience than that. I noticed it because I was like, oh, wow, you never hear this Christmas song in movies. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what I really dug about this. Like, I am not out. I I just watched this again, like, a couple hours before the podcast. Like, I I am not whamageddon out yet. <laughs> like, there's no Last Christmas. There's no, like, none of your usual Christmas songs in here. And that's what I really appreciated about this movie. That, you know, they were all like deep cuts and yeah, okay, they don't really match what's going on, but they're fun. I thought. I liked it. I also like music and movies a lot, so I'm a big, I'm a sucker for this. <laughs> Ever since the Herbie movies, I've been a sucker for this. Uh, Herbie, you've the, Her 
Yes, I have seen the Herbie movies. Some of them, at least, when I was a kid. And not Home Alone. Home Alone. No, I've seen Wonderful Life, too. Every year is on TV, and every year my uncle would put on that movie during Christmas time. And every year we'd watch part of it, and I would hate that movie from now on. Yep, I uh, And you haven't seen A Christmas Carol? I don't think form? I know what A Christmas Carol is. In any form. I don't think so. Been remade a bill- There's even a Muppets Christmas Carol. I've never seen that either. Because, um, what's his name? Who's in that one? Tim Curry. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh. Michael, Michael <laughs> Maybe Kine. someday I'll see it. Michael Caine. It could be another movie job. for the podcast. Who knows? Very Shakespearean. <laughs> I know of it, I, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I never my, my family, we, we have a, a suite of Christmas specials that we watch every year. Uh, and these are the ones that were on TV, you know, like, like Garfield Christmas and Charlie Brown Christmas. And Mr. Magoo Christmas huh? is basically a Christmas carol with Mr. Magoo. If you haven't seen this, Phenomenal piece of animated cinema. You simply must. When is it from, though? It's like 60s era. Okay, so Jim Backus is still doing the Magoo voice? Oh, yeah. This, no, it's legit Magoo. No, this is really... my boy. My boy, my boy. And it's very accurate to the... It's actually really very pretty accurate to the actual Dickens story, which is dark as hell. Oh, yeah. Creepy as shit. It's closer to that than any than most of the other um, adaptations. It's actually rather good, and a lot of the dialogue is lifted straight from the actual book. It's not the stuff we've you know, kind of over the years have adapted. So it's it's actually a pretty legit version of it. With Mister Magoo, of course, just mumbling and stumbling through it. It's very very good in that regard. Yes, it is the actual. It's 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 quality. It's if you have an hour to kill and want to see actually a pretty. Very solid adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol is a free choice. Buying it and watching it uh, before this Christmas. So thank you for that. Yeah, man. That's (laughs) it. Where can we find it? Oh, I I don't know. I'm sure it's on YouTube someplace. Let's go find it, Mike. So after this, you have Trudy (laughs) gets a hold of Santa on the walkie, which I think we were talking about, you know, a sweet moment when the guy's burning. It was a sweet moment when the guy's burning. That's what was happening. It doesn't change. It's not a sweet moment. You know, it's kind not of fire. for the guy that's burning. Well, he's dead. So, hey, you know what? <laughs> he had man, he's a fucking terrorist. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's he's an ex-military terror. Yeah, exactly. Terrorist. Like he's classic evil villain. Like he was built at evil villain school. It's and, and fine. And he started the fight. And he started the fight. Uh, but I, there's another thing in this in this scene too that I remember uh, was. Again, David Harper being so good at the little grace notes of his performance. There's that scene where he's loading up his sock with the with the, with the uh, pool <laughs> yes. balls, oh, and he's that. grumbling at the guy like, "Hey, shit!" And you have the bag where he keeps pulling out random shit. Like, why oh, can't they wish for a baseball bat? I love it. Again, all these little grace notes that David Harper's doing, so good. So good. It was good. Start chucking the video game. I think this is also when Santa starts talking to Scrooge over the radio, too, because he has the, you know, the walkie-talkie from the bad guys. That was funny, too, where Scrooge like, I forget, he makes some kind of comment. He makes a comment about John McClane about it being diehard, too. He's like, yeah. you're not like an ex-cop or something, are you? An ex-New York City cop? I'm like, oh, okay, that's hilarious. I also laughed at the Nutcracker scene. So when you have like, the whole family in there and then they're trying to get information from the people, and they're like, okay, we'll grab the guy and we'll start, hey, break his finger with the Nutcracker. Uh, that looks so painful. And then when you're like, okay, let's break some nuts. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's not a finger cracker. It's a nut cracker. I was thinking they were going to do it, but and I'm glad the, they did. The woman was like, I'm not touching his balls. He's like, what? I'll pull out his brains, but I'm not touching his balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, she, yeah, I think something like I've seen you. I've seen you pull brains out. He's like, yeah, but she's like, yeah, those are brains. Those are balls. I'm not touching them. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It's a private part. The brains are for public. Apparently. Oh, it was just hilarious. It also was funny to me because I used to know I knew someone that collected nutcrackers at one point too. So that's why it reminded me of that, and I thought it was hilarious. Somebody, but it was just funny. And this is what leads to Trudy running away, which leads to our Home Alone scene later on. And they do it very quick, but during this, when San, when you when you see Santa stitching himself up, you get a brief second of him in like a Viking helmet, and that's all you see. In which obviously is not you know modern day. You see the tattoos. Yeah, you, know, you see the tattoos, and you see that one scene with his face, and I'm like, I want more, and then nothing. Of course, and I, then he's like Rise of the Guardian Santa with all his <laughs> tattoos, and I'm like, all right, I'm down for whatever's coming next. Let's go. I I think that it might be the weirdest thing that this movie does. <laughs> I it's one of my favorites. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just there's no real narrative that supports Santa as a Viking out there. I, I was curious. I was going to look it up. I wasn't sure. So is is there no, like, because, again, obviously the Santa folklore is, is going on for centuries at this point. There's yeah, no there's I'm, no Nordic tie at all. I was going to research like it. Not like a Viking clause. Okay. But, <laughs> like, I, think not not saying, uh, I think they're saying this is before he was Santa Claus. Yeah, well, but yeah. the idea that he was a man that then somehow becomes Santa he Claus. he doesn't remember yeah. how he became Santa which I like that too. That way they can just not have to explain it. Yep. Great. And it worked. He's like, I don't know. He doesn't know how the man uh, works. works either. So good. So good. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like really the movie's know. fucking plot armor. <laughs> good. <laughs> Something doesn't make sense. Hey, Christmas magic. Fuck you. Yeah. What and that's think? fine. That's yeah, so good. Works good. 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 Don't need to clutter things up. It's a Christmas movie. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. A lot of movies need to use the line. And I think it's when he's talking to the girl when you find out that his name was Nickelman the Red. And I like that, too. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Nickelman the Red with his hammer skull crusher. (laughs) (sighs) During that scene, I think it's when I think this is the scene when Trudy. No, no, I think that might be later. Trudy? When she says make a wish. But no, that's later. That's yeah, that's later. But she's a millionaire about skull. Yes, but when he when when she tells him to make a wish, I thought he was gonna wish for Skull Crusher and was gonna appear randomly. Not it almost not does. Thor. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> uh, the gift the gift exchange part was I thought funny too, and they're like, "Here, give out the gifts," and the act the actor asshole is like, "Here, look, this is a pitch. This is my gift. You can you can contribute to be part of my movie. You can fund it." I'm like, oh. "That's your oh, God." Like, that's why he okay, that was rough. He's so great. Oh. I, I love I love that character so much in this movie. Like he's the worst. Morgan <laughs> Steele. Morgan Steele. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And like if you read the IMDB trivia, it says that that's supposed to be Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh wow. So if you go back and watch this movie with that in mind, oh, a funny. whole lot of shit starts making sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sure does. Oh boy. And a lot of people think that because of the remark, like, yeah, if I was there for 9-11, there'd be a bunch of bad terrorists, which, you know, is something that Wahlberg actually said in oh, 2012. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yes. So, like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. And the fact that the first chance he get, he is out. Wow. Gone. And he's the first one to die. And then, I love that. Where he jumps out the window and he's like, help us, help us. They just shoot him in the head. His mother-in-law calls him Jean-Claude Van Dipshit, and <laughs> I was just like, yep. Great, Great line. Good line. Yep. But even to go, like, with that whole, I mean, the whole, like, for a good chunk of the movie, you're expecting this kill squad to show up, 
And when they finally show up and they shoot Morgan in the head, you're like, oh, well, I guess uh, they're not working with the family anymore. Yeah. Uh, but before that, you have... Um, I mean, to be fair. He deserved it. Oh, okay. uh, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry. I'm what? sorry. Uh-oh. So the guy who leads the uh, command squad, Thorpe, did you all catch that name? No. I didn't catch it, no. All right. Now, do you know why that's important? No. Probably nope. not. Nope. Probably not. So there's an author by the name of Roderick Thorpe, and he wrote a book called The Detective, and it was a pretty good movie. It um, it became a, you know, it, it was a good book. It became a movie that was starring, uh, what's it called, uh, starring Frank Sinatra. Like, it was a pretty good, pretty good movie, pretty good book. And there was a sequel uh, to The Detective. Oh, God, what was it called? I want to say it was called Nothing Lasts Forever. Yes, Nothing Lasts Forever was written by Roderick Thorpe. Nothing Lasts Forever would go on to be the basis of a little movie called Die Hard. Oh! Wow. That, yeah. That's a journey. That is a journey. Okay. Hey. <laughs> okay, that was probably, yep, that that's was a reference. You put that together pretty good, though. That was really good. Very cool. I've okay. read read the books like I've read them before. So <laughs> interesting. When I when I first saw this guy was named Thorpe, I was like, ooh, ooh. like wow. I was very much doing the you know the, the what's reference. his name from Welcome Back, Cotter. Ah. <laughs> or Shaq. I thought you say you were doing DiCaprio from um um the, the Tarantino Hollywood movie. Oh, that's <laughs> like, the movie that's from. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what okay. that's from. When, he, when he's pointing at the that. screen, yeah, very. I don't good. know if I want to see that, but I, it's I know good. the oh. meme. I still haven't seen the movie yet. It's though. really good. I, I, I stand behind that movie. I'll a take lot. your. I trust your opinion, Bill. Usually, it's so. yeah. I really like that one. Yep. All right, I'll watch it. You watch Bullet Train. I'll watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Boom. That's what it's done and done. All right. Yep. I forgot who knocks out Santa, but I know Santa gets knocked out at this point, but I can't remember if, who does it. It's knocked out by a flashbang, right? Or something. Remember, I was just watching this a couple two days ago, but yeah, he gets knocked out. I remember they just I put my notes. They tie him up with <laughs> string lights, which I thought was hilarious. Just using what's around. Well, yeah, I know, but it was just funny. And then with the bag, you're like, oh, there's some trick to this bag. They start pulling out video, more video games. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that was so fucking funny. Uh, and then they burned the bag, which made me sad, too. Just like him. He's like, yeah. no! Children's dreams. And this is also where you get the nice little line to the Santa Claus movie because you got that multiple names of Saint Nick scene in the Santa Claus and you got it here as well. I've seen the Tim Allen movie, but it's been a very long time. I saw parts of it back where we used to work. You're not getting the references, though. No, no, I'm not. I mean, I haven't seen that movie since I was a child. (laughs) So I never saw two or three. Since you were a child? Yeah. Well, I saw part of Vista Prairie where we used to work when I walked down there in memory care. You guys yes, had the movie on. I don't on. think they liked that. <laughs> they did not. The movie I'm talking about. I know. I don't think they did either. No. 80 <laughs> and 90-year-olds do not like the Santa Claus, just to let you know. <laughs> they think it's stupid. And they don't understand. And they're not wrong. Well, you know, 80 and 90-year-olds are stupid. So <laughs> they can eat a bowl of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> this is what we have you on, Ken. <laughs> The oh, same what needs to be said. <laughs> I, I love the part with Santa tells them their names, and you know, like he's like, "How do you know your name? Like, you wanted this for Christmas, and you wanted this, and you didn't get this." And it was just that was a really good scene when they they're kind of like because John John Legosmo, Scrooge in this, Mister Scrooge, he calls himself. Like he's starting to realize, like you know, he doesn't want to believe, but the other two are like, "I think this guy might actually be Santa Claus." What's the woman's <laughs> name? Is she Candy King? 
I can't remember. remember. Yeah, she's Candy Can Appreciate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she she believes first, though, I think. Because she's like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, you made your brother eat worms. That's naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's so good. It, it. I like this little stuff where kind of, you know, the fact that it is Santa. And again, you get more and more stuff to reinforce that. And I like how he escaped because of the, the you start having the fake snow. They're like, it's a miracle. You know, they're like, it's a miracle. It's snowing in here when the guy's like, it's, it's styrofoam. <laughs> that was great, too. And you have it because it's Trudy putting in fake snow to, you know, help distract them. And that's when yeah. he teleports up the vents. But only the Russian guy sees it. So only the Russian guy believes it. That I think, you, you know, and the girl, I guess. But John Legosmo was like, nope, it's not Santa. That was that was all good. I think. Oh, this yeah. This is when the squad shoots Morgan. The squad shows up. Mike's just rushing through. I'm not rushing. This is what <laughs> well, I have in my okay. notes. Let on that subject. Let's yes. talk about how this movie is almost two hours long and feels like much shorter. Oh right? yeah, it does. It is expertly paced. Oh yeah, totally. 100%. You don't have time to get sick of any one character in this, you know, really. Unlike Back to the Future Three. Hmm. <laughs> also, like a different movie that has not been released yet that we watched in this podcast that felt like it was three hours long. It was an hour and a half. What was that? Oh, whoa. Mm, well. Your Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. This episode in, in a month. Should we talk about no. Harley Quinn? No, no, no. So, yeah, please. What were you going to say? Ken, go. I was just going to say that this movie's expertly paced and like a two hour movie. Normally, you, you're kind of feeling it in your tuchus a little bit. You know, by the end of it, especially if you go sit in the theater. But this movie just flew by. You don't get tired of any one character. There's always something happening. And if you pay attention to the background, there's a lot of fun things going on back there, too. Like, there's a lot of depth in this movie. It feels very alive in a way a lot of modern movies don't necessarily take the time to do. This movie feels lived in. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a very lived-in movie, yeah. It has a very... And I think that also lends credibility to how genuine it feels. So, again, it's it's better than a cheesy, hey, let's make fun of Christmas because we're cynical bastards type of movie. (laughs) This has a lot of of craft to it. And just like you're saying, a lot of these grace notes in the edges, uh, just even in the set designs and some of the... uh, Yeah, just a lot of this stuff is really... um, very intentional, and you can tell this was made with some real skill. Oh, to kind of go back with like the squad, I, I really like the fact that like you're expecting them to be the good guys, and then all of a sudden you you know it's changed immediately. Like I was expecting to be a gunfight with a gunfight and Santa being caught in the middle, and it wasn't the case. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and you see the safe throughout the movie, which we haven't mentioned, but you see it off and on. And when they finally. When they finally open up the safe, I thought that was another good scene when there's no money. <laughs> yeah, Jim, nice. Oh, man. <laughs> like, okay, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I got to talk about this for a second. Like the line right before the vault opens, you know what's going to happen. Because Thorpe's sitting there talking about how much he loved opening presents. His mom would just wrap up boxes <laughs> yeah. and there would be nothing in them. Then they open up the present and there's nothing in it. <laughs> I didn't catch I that. It. I didn't think I about didn't that. No. Oh. All I could think of was, where's Geraldo? <laughs> the one who opened you? No, nothing. Nothing. Nobody mm-hmm. else either, apparently. No. <laughs> well, you, okay, that was it. It was just so good. I didn't. Okay, that's another good little foreshadowing moment, just to make you laugh. Ooh, and there they piss when they find out there's no money in there. Woo. Oh, oh yeah, they're not happy. <laughs> but that's also fitting. I mean, you know, to find out like hey, he's like, I know the millions is hit you on what three hundred million dollars or something yeah. that she yeah, got. Pretty good chunk of change. Yeah. Not something you hide on. 
yeah, not something you hide under the couch cushions. No. And yeah, and again, but again, a nice little subversion, another little piece of of you know who done it, what's happened. I mean, we're at the point now in the movie where probably almost, I would say, two thirds through, almost two thirds at the point. Yeah, where that we're near where the movie doesn't let go. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're yeah we're at the downward slope. Yeah, I'm just scrubbing through it now, about a minute, hour and ten minutes in. So yeah, we got you're back, back really exactly at the two thirds point, and which is great because you now have something else to worry about. It's again, like you say, Ken, all these different little bits of flavor are adding to the pacing of this. Where there's always something interesting, there's some intrigue happening, and something fun happening uh, or about to happen. So yeah, because you kind of have. Santa's all hurting and messed up and he runs to the shed area and they see him go there on the cameras and they send the whole squad to go find him and kill him. I'm like, well, this isn't going to end well. Like, you know, because you've seen him already beat up. You know, he took out two guys, but he got his ass handed to him taking out these two guys, too. It wasn't like he just and here you have a squad of armed men ready to go with cameras like there's like 20 some guys that are coming for him, you know, but these guys just. Well, he drops his ring when he's saying he misses he wish he wishes he could see Miss Santa, you know, Miss Santa Claus again, Miss Santa Claus. Claus. Mrs. Claus. Yeah. My goodness. It was hard, apparently, for me yes, to talk. And when it rolls to the hammer and all of a sudden he just picks up the sledgehammer, that was that was great. <laughs> uh, this is a, oh man, this is such a good, everything that happens here when he just starts, because before he Boston ends up. Skulls. Oh God, yes. <laughs> but the first thing, he kills a guy with a candy cane first. Or something. <laughs> great, great. And he's yeah. just, yes. <laughs> and it's the same candy cane that, you know, has been set up to mean something. Linda's talking about, oh, he gets a Santa, uh, Santa gets a candy cane too. You see him shove the cookies along with the candy cane in his pockets. Like at yep. this point, this is Chekhov's candy cane. It's <laughs> gonna be used. Are we going to have a Chekhov something in every episode now, Ken? This I great. feel I like, it. yes, because like movies it's... are really good with that kind of, you know, foreshadowing. And well, okay. Sometimes they're really good with it, yeah. but you know, Ideally, what you use it for is to build a kind of tension. You, you know, show the candy cane and then you show it again. And this also is a rule of threes, because the third time you see that candy cane, it's going through a motherfucker's cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Cheek, dude. So good. Again, this is the kind of violence people cannot get mad at. No one, no one should look at this. Now, look, I don't want my seven year old watching this because. Why not? Well, he's seven. (laughs) A, he's seven. B, I'm the one who has to deal with it when he wakes up at three in the morning saying his cheeks hurt because because a candy cane is being slipped through them by a monstrous, by a Viking. You don't have to deal with that. I announced you when I was five. That's great. That was for your parents to deal with. You don't have to deal with my kids. a special child, I'm noticing. Special child. And you know, it's 3.30 is is his witching hour when it's like, oh, is he going to come downstairs with some sort of fear? That's for... That's for self-preservation. My, I, I look. I I don't want my kid watching it. But this is the kind of violence that if, if he was like, let's say, like in high school, you're like, yeah, dude, you can watch this. This is cartoon nonsense. This wouldn't bother me. You know, this is not like uh, not while I watch Hereditary. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not letting him watch that again. Like I said in that in that episode, he can discover that, and then I can say, oh, lad, let's sit down. <laughs> let's listen to a podcast. Let's listen to a podcast. You're old man yelling with other. Other people, <laughs> but this is this is kind of violence you can't get because it's so cartoony and fun. And this is when when Tarantino famously was being challenged by a critic about the nature of violence, whether he feels responsible for for people's reactions to violence. And his answer was really was it, it's just a lot of fun. 
it can be it, violence can be a lot can, of fun especially when you make it corny kind of like this you have a guy going to a snowblower oh it's fantastic like, it's just, everything with this there's just like the music is playing and you just have him taking out guy after guy with a freaking sledgehammer or they have they have they assault rifles not everything has to be no country for old men, right? Yeah. Like it, this, this, there is room in this world for just silly slapstick, non-stink violence. And this is so much fun. And again, it's the kind of stuff you can't even get. You have to laugh. I don't, I can't imagine. I don't know if I'd want to be friends with the person who gets really upset by this movie. Like who's like, Ooh, that's not cool. I don't like that. Ooh, that. Ooh, it's awful. I don't know. I don't know if I could, because I'd be like, come on. Yeah. What's it's that? like, a piano's gonna you? fall on his head next. Like, who, has what? anybody heard of Happy Tree Friends? Yeah, <laughs> that's what this reminds me of a little bit. Like when he started murdering people, like you're not pushing wrong. them, pushing them in the snowboard, the chimney scene. Like that's what you're not wrong. Me. This is exactly that kind of violence. Can this... explain Happy Tree Friends to Mike. He's looking very confused. Oh my god, I can't explain it. Just watch it. It's <laughs> adorable little I'm not gonna cartoon. Watch it, I'll look it up. Yeah, they're so cute and adorable, and then suddenly they like start disemboweling each other and like get chopped in half accidentally. And oh, I've heard, I've seen it before. Like, <laughs> it's not my thing. I'm good. Like I'm aware Hot of it. Topic though. did a lot of, with them back in the day, so that ought to really tell you enough. Yeah, 1999 <laughs> yes. Hot Topic. Yep. Yep. Before but, I went there, like, every time I was at the mall, so. it is that kind of violence though, because it is like early you would. I think Billy earlier you had said something about like how like close to Tex Avery it was. Right. And right. yeah, this is a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way yeah. to put it. What's yeah, like, it's, on Animaniac? That's so, fair too. No, there's oh no is it the Simpsons with the mouse and Oh, yes. itchy and scratchy? Itchy and scratchy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That and might like, be a little more appropriate because that's ridiculously over the top. Yes. Yeah. Still Tom and Jerry. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got that. Yeah, it's got that style to it. And it's it's just it's just fun and silly. And again, I don't know if I could be like real serious friends with somebody who watches this and goes like, oh, <laughs> look, I don't expect to be a reanimator fan. OK, listen, that's that's a line for a lot of people. I must trust me. I, I get it. Right. But this come on, we can't be tutting too much about it. And it's such, and again, all these surprises are are really fun. Again, he's a snowblower, and again, everything is escalating and escalating to more ridiculous, more over the top. And it's the movie understands what it's trying to do, and it does it very well. I like the chimney scene. Yeah, well, ch- ch- chimney is uh, well. This this concludes with the uh, grenade in the pants. Yes. Oh <laughs> boy! Oh boy! Oh that God. is the longest ru- longest fused grenade. I don't right. know. I've played a, a few <laughs> video games in my day. You can't cook a grenade that long. Well, boy, he's like, oh my god, like, I get it. Like you, he's just trying to find it, and he's just boom. Well, at least he died fast. Like I'm not mad at it. What I love about it is the fact that he's walking away, and he's like, I gotta watch. I gotta watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much. Like, no, I gotta watch this. <laughs> and then and- after he explodes, oh, oh, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> It's and it's allowing us to laugh. Like we're saying the same thing. Like if that camera pulls away, I this movie's over. I'm turning it off. Of course. The, but again, these filmmakers know what they're doing. They know who they're they're entertaining. They're not pulling away from that. We're gonna watch that happen in all its glory. And so is Santa. Great. <laughs> oh, it, it's so good. 
And this is when you find out that the son stole the money and it was in the card that when you're doing the gift exchange and the mother looks at a card that, earlier. Yeah. Well, no, you don't find out till now, but she got the gift oh, and had the right, letter. Right, right, right. And he's like, she would have found out when she drank her whiskey in the morning and read the card. <laughs> and drank her whiskey in the morning. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> this little beat. I mean, morning whiskey is something special. Never done it. I believe that. You don't drink whiskey. No, I do not. <laughs> mm. Or in the morning very often. Love whiskey. <laughs> I, I, I have had morning whiskey usually, but usually it's usually it's a night that's continued into a morning. Yes. That's that's and it's that's and that's not the fun whiskey morning whiskey. I've never had sober like, ooh, it's 10 o'clock. Let me let me have a let me get a little uh, open 14, which is I think that's the that's actually the scotch she pulls out. I think is open 14, if I'm not mistaken. You are which, right. Which is actually very, very good. Uh, I remember that in my, in my scotch drinking days. <laughs> ah, I miss. Ah, boy, I miss. <laughs> I really like the alcohol in this movie is all top shelf. Oh yeah, no, well, no. it makes sense. They're For all sure. rich ass people. And then yeah. this is when the movie decides to give you what Home Alone would have really been like. Oh yes, yeah. the Home Alone side story. Oh man, like she goes in the attic and she starts to. Trudy's been in the attic for a while, and she made traps because she's been there for a while during this movie, and when. I think the first trap is a guy's going up the ladder and he sees a nail. He's like, ha ha, I'm not going to fall for this. And he steps on a broken step and his nail Ooh. goes through his chin. I, oh, so good. I did not predict that. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then she like almost steps on him when she's climbing up. And I'm just like, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> oh, it made me cringe. And it really, really lends credence to maybe sweet, adorable Trudy is a hidden psychopath because that's a choreographed thing. She cut that little limb for him to step on. And again, he sees the nail like, all right, yeah, I've seen Home Alone too. you know, wise ass. But then he hits that broken sting and that's what forces his chin to go through. It's so funny and good. <sighs> and then so he pulls visual. off of the nail and then gets yeah. hit and falls on his back and gets a welcome mat full of nails and drill bits into his back. <laughs> Oh. What, what kills him? Does he get hit with another bowling ball? Is that what kills him? Yes, while he's looking at, while he pulled <laughs> a nail out of his ass and he's holding it up to look at it. Oh, the God, ball yes. hits the nail and drives it into his skull. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, this. Oh, so stupid. That's what it would have so been. Like, stupid. Like, they would have been dead multiple times throughout that movie. Multiple times. Yeah, they, they, they would have, the movie would have been a, a short film featured at Cannes if it was really like. <laughs> Can, <laughs> yeah, that would have killed them right there. First pain can would have would have knocked them unconscious and caused it brain hemorrhaging. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, not in not in Looney Tunes world. But it's yeah, I, oh man, just so fun and visceral. They they always say you should never look into the edge of a an icicle. You never know what's going to happen. Similar idea. Don't yeah. don't stare at the nail. That was in your backside. Well, and then what happens to the woman? Like when she falls in that sticky stuff, and they knock her down, and her head gets stuck, and she rips oh, out her head, yeah. like hair Stop and skin. Her. I'm like, Ugh. I was like, oh no, did her hair come off? And then she turns around. And I was like, oh yep, it did. <laughs> and then are, you're wait, you're going. Ugh. I'm like, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I am guffawing. I'm I have just big old goofy grin on my face. Like this is so fun and good. I love this. It's great. And I knew you would. She's not screaming oh. nearly enough, though. She, like, touches her head, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you're not. <sighs> well, I mean, her pain isn't even over yet, because then sculpt you. she I... takes off her boots and has to step on, bro- step on broken glass. See, that's a smart child. It was. <laughs> a Home Alone thing, though, right there, I feel. Oh, that's... yeah. 
hundred percent. Above Home Alone. Well, they would have been fine, but no, because she orchestrated for her to take off her boots and then step on the broken glass. Yeah. That's way above Home Alone. Oh, I don't know. In I've my seen opinion, it, it is. She's, a, she's hidden psychopath. I'm telling you, yep, she's you evil go. genius. Yeah, she's an evil genius. And this is when finally Santa shows up because she. She runs out of traps, and the woman's about to like, pretty much kill her, and then Santa hits her with a hammer. <laughs> and then she... Then he, doesn't he murder her, too? Doesn't he tell her, don't look, and he just yeah. beats her with a hammer? Yeah. Oh, oh like, that was... That was sweet. Yeah. Adorable. Just go over here, close your eyes, put your fingers in your ears, and sing Jingle Bells as loud as you can. Yeah. And, and then like, he okay, just Santa. explodes her skull with a fucking hammer. Oh, <laughs> skull Crusher does its, oh. does its it, namesake. It also works that he was a Viking, too. This kind of fits because he would have been a warrior. He killed people. So, yeah, yeah. kill people again. But he covered her. And that was yeah. nice. Uh, and then this is when you find out the money was hidden with the wise men, which kind of made me laugh, too. <laughs> just did. Because the wise men did bring gifts. Isn't that the supposed, supposedly story? Yep. That's right. Okay. They that's brought right. frankincense, myrrh, and cold hard cash, if I <laughs> understand. <laughs> uh and then you ha- back in the family room, you have Krampus that's able to finally, he's going to get to kill everyone. So he's about to shoot him. And I forget what happens that leads to him getting his ass beat. They're all playing kill him, no kill her. Oh, yeah. And like they distract him long enough so that uh, Alva's able to throw her drink in the fire, which is just pure vodka. Yeah, <laughs> she's literally just, yes, yeah, swilling vodka straight. It flares up. They take him down, beat him to death with fireplace pokers, and say, well, it's just nice to do something as a family. (laughs) (laughs) This movie script, y'all. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he, one, he had it coming. Two, they were just defending themselves, and, you know, he couldn't leave him alive. (laughs) If they beat him, then then they think, and then he comes back like he doesn't, he wasn't dead, and then they stab him through the the neck. Yeah. Then he's dead. Now he's dead. So good. I feel like if you're in that situation, that's kind of what you have to do. You can't just leave the guy with a gun that wants to murder you alive. <laughs> Not in this situation. I mean, plus, you got money, so you don't have to worry about it. Like, oh, yeah, what's off the fence? <sighs> so you're fine. I don't know. Krampus deserved it. It was great to see Krampus get murdered. It really was. <laughs> <sighs> and then, I think, yeah, Trudy goes back to the house. I think I have here. Well, you have, this is when you have Santa gets on the, you have the, the part of the team goes away in snowmobiles. With the money to run away, John Legosmo and a few, I, I know I keep butchering his name, and a few, and uh, Thorpe, I think mm-hmm. Thorpe goes with them too. Yep, Thorpe takes Gertrude, not that, Trudy, Gertrude. <laughs> and, Grandma Gertrude. And then you have the, the son, I don't even remember his name. Uh, Jason. Jason and his, his estranged wife fight that guy to, and beat that guy to death. That's a good scene too. <laughs> It takes them a while, too. Like, all the fights, everything takes a while. Like, they don't just kill someone instantly in this. Well, the human body is a pretty resilient tool. Well, especially comes to death, I think. So, I mean, and these aren't just, these aren't weaklings. These are people who are actually trained to fight. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. I like that. I like it that it's not just like, boom, they're dead. Because it's more believable, I guess. At one point, Linda shoots somebody in the balls. That was hilarious. (laughs) And he's just screaming about it for the whole scene. Why would you shoot me in the balls? Because she can't shoot. <laughs> well, you had it coming. Like you were gonna murder these people. You had it coming. <laughs> I just, You're a I trained soldier. Keeps going on soldier. through that entire scene. <laughs> they finally just kill him, or does he? I wonder if he probably bleeds out. Santa just smacks him with the hammer eventually. Because he just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I just want to take the gun and put it in my head. Like, okay, time to go. Bye. <sighs> well, I mean. If the, if your if your if your chances are either scream about your balls until you get smacked in the face with a hammer or take a bullet to the head with the gun that you have, take the bullet to the head. 
There's no rescue coming for them. Your yeah, guys, the, your boss left with the money. He ain't coming back for you. Just think about it, though. After you die, you go to hell. How'd you end up here? Oh, somebody shot me in the balls, and then Santa Claus <laughs> killed me with a hammer. <laughs> you fucking royalty down in hell. You really would be. <laughs> Like, well, we have a suite for you right here. Uh, look, uh, you just you earned this one. You earned it. Uh, so I have a, right I have a by question. the ice machine. <laughs> a question for Bill that I haven't got to ask in a while. Mm. So, Bill, after the parents or the the couple, Jason and his and his wife, killed a guy, they kiss. Was that kiss earned, Bill? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> <a> while. <laughs> it has been a while since we've had opportunities for my uh, my takes on the romance and film. <laughs> um, sure, I think it's great. It's a Christmas movie. It's got to work out. Somewhat, somehow, some way. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I just, every time we watch a movie and when we do get like a random kiss like that, I always got to ask Bill if he's there. Because it is. Well, in the the MCU movies, I think we did it a lot. Yes. It was, it was, yeah, because the MCU is good at at romances that are not earned at all. Oh, yeah. They, they they've not earned that uh, that smooch, but uh, in this one, absolutely, they've they've already had connection. They've already, uh, yeah, this is absolutely earned. They've they they fought off a, a, a team of vigilantes. <laughs> yeah, you've earned it. Go for it. And uh, Jason also had that impassioned speech about you know yeah how he was planning to you know do away with everything to run yeah. away. Yeah. To run away with three hundred million. Yeah, you could run real yeah. far three hundred million. Yeah. And yeah, he was putting his mom's money behind him by stealing his mom. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, you're rich like that. You don't understand how to live without money like that. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Go get a job. <laughs> Plus, you know, four words: Christmas magic. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. There we go. I'm getting a T-shirt that says that Christmas what magic. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you have like them doing the chase. You have Santa crashes, which I thought also was fitting that you have it end in that you know where they have to crash. So the other guy, so he ends up meeting John Legosmo in the at the cabin. I know. I, I can't. How do you say his name? Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I just want to call him Luigi, but I don't want to at the same time. <laughs> don't do that. It would be less painful. So come. We're almost done, so it's okay. Just call him Scrooge. Yeah, oh, yeah. Scrooge. Works. That would work better, too. Scrooge works. I'm not going to edit and fix this, but yeah, what, that would work better. <laughs> Just, I, and it's a fight that you've been waiting for the whole movie. Like, you've been waiting for these two to go at it, and right before they start fighting, you have Scrooge picks up the scroll, and he finds his own name on there, and he's on the naughty list. That was hilarious, too. All right. I, I love wa- that scroll. <laughs> I really want to talk about this scene. Yes. It's a Christmas movie. It's full of Christmas magic fuck you moments. Having Scrooge, Jimmy Martinez, see his name and finally realize not only is this the real Santa, he's been telling you the truth the whole time. He doesn't get redeemed. He doubles down and is like, all right, I was just here to take some money. Now I'm going to kill you and I'm going to fucking end Christmas. Fuck you. (laughs) And that's what I loved. I'm tired of bad guys getting redemption. Sometimes pieces of shit are just pieces of shit. Yep. Sometimes you just got to go. They just you sometimes got to go. <laughs> Love it. They, they gave us the catharsis we needed. And it was, oh, God, that fight scene. It was so good. And so I fun. know that, that John Leguizamo and David Harbour did a lot of their own stunt work for this. Oh, that's good. Like, they were just, they were having a blast. There's a lot of making of videos attached to the Blu-ray of this. And everybody's just had so much fun making this. It looks like they were having a good time, too. Oh, such a such a great ending. Well, you know, quote unquote ending. Wait, <laughs> because this is one because I'm all for it. This is the fight that you want. 
this, like Bill said, this is what you've been waiting for. It happens, and it ends in the most wonderfully Christmas way. Well, oh, isn't just, Mr. Scrooge yes. using like a looks like a, a like a skiing stick and something else to fight with? Yeah, he's using like uh, one of the the ice picks for oh, yeah. ice climbing. Climbers. Ice climbers, yeah, yeah, and he's got the the ice crampons on his feet. Like he's ready to fight in the snow, <laughs> which is why you're not you know slipping all over the place because. You know, it just it would look stupid if you had a fight scene like that. <laughs> but it works. And Santa keeps losing his hammer throughout this fight multiple times. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the fight going. It's it's a good fight. And Ken, you want to explain how the fight ends? I know you do. Uh, Santa chastises Jimmy for not believing, puts the finger on the side of the nose and goes up the chimney, taking Scrooge with him. Scrooge is not made of Christmas magic. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck him indeed he is a torso by the time he comes out of the chimney i love it so much <laughs> it's just this grand spray of blood and viscera just in a an explosion of yay yay movie this is that great this is fantastic so clever. Very, very, very clever. This and uh, his magic finally uh, worked. Huh? Throughout the whole movie, it hasn't worked. And it worked at the perfect time. I'm not too mad at it. He did go through the chimney one other time, though, in this movie. Yeah, he does. That's how he's he just wasn't holding on to a guy when he did it. Oh. <laughs> but it was so good. And then I, the movie doesn't even end right there. You still have, after he murders the guy, the last commando, Thorpe, ends up shooting him and killing him. And I'm like, no, what? I was not expecting that. I'm like, oh. Santa's dying. And right when the guy the guy shoots Santa, and then the the freaking bitchy mother shows up and just shoots the guy right in the face, right in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That Gotta was a good scene. Cleaning up the mess. She could shoot me in the face any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I what, another part that I thought was that fit the, when 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 Santa's dying, like oh we need you know they, we, like he's cold, we need fire, we need to burn something. They start burning the money. I just thought it was just funny. I think it it's wasn't the, even close to Santa Claus. It no. Like and the, I think it's the woman is like, you're going to burn the money? He's like, you have enough money, don't you? Like, come on, <laughs> fucking people. You fucking rich bastards. <laughs> it's fitting. It's good. This is where the movie lost me for a second. The Tinkerbell scene? Yes, the Tinkerbell <laughs> scene. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, can that's they ex- believe in him? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I thought. I do believe in Santa. I do, I do. That's pretty much what it was. It was a Yeah. And because everybody believed in Santa Claus, Claus he came back to life. life. (laughs) I I liked it. Now, I'm entirely fine with it not being the belief that Christmas magic just brought him back because he can't fucking die. I'm fine with that. I'm better with that. But linking it to the, oh... You know, belief brought me back. Especially there's only yeah. like four, well, five people there and five people believing in you. And uh, most of them are like, sure, yeah, I believe that brought him back to life. But at the <laughs> same time, Trudy's been believing in him the entire movie and he did yeah. get visibly yeah. stronger. Yes. Yep, that's true. That's true. He he was not doing well <laughs> when he as, no. as, as evidence when he tried to stitch up his side and then of course fell fell down and had his flashback. I, isn't this in this kind of sort of how Freddy dies in the first Nightmare on Elm Street too? <laughs> kind of like a backwards way. Like I no longer fear you. Yeah, yeah. You no longer fear. So now you turn into fairy pixie dust. I I honestly was ambivalent about this because I was like, 
I didn't want to see Santa die. I really didn't want it. I didn't want this to end that way. I don't think I would have been upset if it hadn't. I think this probably was, I agree with you, Ken. I think they went too Christmassy on this ending, but at the, the movie for me ended in a spray of blood and viscera from the top of a broken down chimney. That's when this movie completed for me. I was like, yes, it's, all this kind of denouement really didn't it didn't bother me, but I can totally see why you would be like, yeah, this is kind of this is this is even too hokey for a Christmas. We're now getting into Hallmark movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're, we're getting into Hallmark movie territory now with this. <laughs> and it's not played off as a joke. It's not played off as a wink. It's played it's, it's played sincere because that's what this movie is doing with its Christmas themes. It's got sincerity. And I, I, I agree with you. I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, OK, I didn't. It didn't phase me one way or the other, but I can totally see why. Yeah, kind of corny. Totally. Yeah, but it's a Christmas movie, so I didn't mind the corniness. Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Too much for this. <laughs> uh, I was fine with the, the fact that like, he came back to life because they believe in him. I, I was happy. I would have been sad had he actually died. I really would have been. Yeah, but he wouldn't have got... Never mind. <laughs> no, I think I think what we were saying is, like like Cam was saying, just, just, chalk it up, just chalk it up to yeah, Christmas okay. magic. Christmas magic. Yeah, I would have been fine. And, and he... Because we've already set up, he has no idea how it works. He's probably never been shot five times in his millennia <laughs> on this planet. Yeah. And you probably, probably go, what happened? You were dead. Oh, Christmas magic. And that would have been fine. Yeah, I, yeah that would have worked. That would have been great. That would have been very funny. that when he comes yeah. back to life. Yeah. Didn't even believe stuff. Anyway, but yeah, minor blemish, I, w- I would agree. But yeah, the rest, uh, the rest of the ending is pretty, you know, whatever. The reindeer show back up, starts kicking snow at him. <laughs> pretty fucking pissed you went back to get my spare sack just for me yeah, that was cute and, and then there's the hammer sack. yep the actual skull crusher is now here and yes. a note from mrs claus thought you might need this too he needed it like an hour ago home home it was really claus. sweet yeah does that mean this happens to him often that she just instinctively knew he needed his cr- skull crushing hammer Look, man, you're married to eleven. You're married to somebody for eleven hundred years. You get a feeling about people. <laughs> yeah. You just know. <laughs> like you know, this year is this episode should actually be releasing on my eleventh wedding anniversary uh, oh. this year. So, like, I I know when my I know when my wife needs a hammer. <laughs> so, like, it it doesn't learn that yet. <laughs> it it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Mm. All right. It was good. It was just so, so sweet. And then he just flies off and it, it ends like how a Christmas movie should end. With him just leaving. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, actually, it ends with Bert vlogging next to a dead mercenary. Uh, yeah, I did yes. see that scene too. Hashtag bless. <sighs> Fucking Bert. <laughs> Santa is real. Get on the nice list. <laughs> do better. Yeah, do, do better. better. <laughs> What's, sure. I'm, actually, I'm actually looking at the quote now because I was going to open with that quote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do better. What's Gucci Squad, fam? Oh boy. Oh boy. I hate Bert Locker. Bert is the Bert Locker living the dream. You know what? See this guy? Dead as hell. Santa's real, all right? Don't end up on the naughty list. Do better. Bert lights on out. I just, I'm just loathsome. I, I, all I could think of if, I, if my son in eight years says, even a fraction of those words and whatever parlance is now of the time at that time, I'm going to question everything. I'm just going to let him watch hereditary. I'm like, you just need to grow up now. Just, just grow up <laughs> now. We're, we, <laughs> we're going to watch 
We're gonna watch amazing movies. We're gonna watch RoboCop. We're gonna. I'm just gonna ruin you. We're gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> do everything. And if this doesn't shock you out of that nonsense, then I've I've failed as a father. So. You're, this you, movie's called Videodrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So here, here's video drum. It's gonna be we're gonna like clockwork oranges thing for like two days straight. And if this doesn't shock you out of that nonsense, then I got nothing left for you, and I have failed because the number one tenant of our family is don't be a dick. And <laughs> this child, this child, this blogging child is a dick. So I feel like he turned a corner though. Oh yeah, no, I do too. I actually, I think he actually did turn a corner. I agree. I think there's Christmas redemption for this family. I think there is a little yeah, bit, a little bit. Too better. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you didn't see in this movie on the Blu-ray, there is another scene that was clipped out of this that should have been the actual mid-credit scene. Early in the movie, Santa Claus goes to, you know, a Nasty apartment, little girl sleeping in a crib, father's passed out in a chair. Santa takes his beer and leaves him a chunk of coal, right? <laughs> yep. So there's this scene that was shot for the movie where Santa goes back and he's still covered in blood. He's got skull crusher in his hands. He sits down and he talks to that dad and says, look, you need to straighten up. You need to give this little girl the life she deserves because naughty or nice, I'm coming back next year. I <laughs> oh, would have been so good. Oh, like, that's, that's, that's a missed opportunity. That's great. Uh, uh, it's on the Blu-ray, so you can still see it. Yeah, I'll look it up. But uh, um, and I I feel like they didn't put that in there because it leaves too much open for a sequel. A sequel. But the good news is they are working on a sequel. Yes. Oh, are they? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that makes me excited, actually. Yeah. Like, like Dave Harbour's already talked about how he wants Charlie Theron to play Mrs. Claus, which <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, like yeah. if I'm thinking, you know, female action stars, yeah, Charlie Theron's right at the top of the damn list. Yeah. The only other person I would say give it to is Sand Sandy B. Sandra Bullock. I'd oh. give it to her too. Yeah, that'll work too. That'll work. Yeah. Now we didn't talk about the writers of this movie. This movie was written by. Uh, Pat Casey and Josh Miller, uh, the, the screenwriting team who was wrote Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> All right. Like that is they're they're different and yet they're not. Both of those like Sonic the Hedgehog and Violent Night don't really have a lot of shared DNA, but they do have heart. They have positive messages about families and, you know, there is warmth among amongst all the ridiculousness. And I really hope they come back to do the sequel because this, this movie was just great. <laughs> I had a, I had a blast and we're, we're going to do some up CX, but I, I agree. I would definitely, this, I will now go to the theater and see violent night too. Absolutely. For sure. Oh yes, me too. Yeah. I, I think I would, well, I would too. It'd it be a fun be, Christmas movie. Yeah. It would be fun to see in the theaters. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Linda either. Alexis louder is Linda. Great work. Didn't get enough to do. No, but, but yeah. If you want to see Alexis Lauder, no, the the wife. Oh, Linda, okay. Trudy's mom. If you want to see Alexis Lauder do something in another fun movie, uh, go watch Joe Carnahan's movie Cop Shop. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Alexis Lauder is another badass in that movie. Cop with a single action revolver from the old west. It's great. That sounds okay. great. 
sounds lovely. Sure, I could see myself watching it at some point. Maybe who knows? I watch. I'm trying to watch a lot of things you guys recommend for the show. So and nothing I recommend. So I can't help it; they have really good taste. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what are you recommending, Tiff? I don't know, but nothing. He watches nothing. No, that's not true. He's watching Medium with me. Yeah, that's a good show, actually. <laughs> It's actually a really and good he show. actually was he actually sat and watched Boys Over Flowers, which is a Korean drama for those that don't know. <laughs> Subtitles and everything. And what did you think about that? That's a decent, decent show, actually. <laughs> <I have> it <laughs> was. It actually was decent. <laughs> Way better than it had any right to be. I haven't gotten him to finish. You are beautiful. No. Wow. What? <laughs> Let's go to shelf stack box. But you turns you won't see coming. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually bought her boys over flowers. It's not I mean it's not I, a legit copy, I'm pretty sure. No, definitely blue like I've yeah. watched it probably at least five times and I shall probably watch it again soon now that we're talking about it. <laughs> it's about rich kids who end up fight, liking a girl that's poor or she likes them or something like that. It's actually interesting. It's not bad. No, it's not actually. <laughs> All right, shelf stacker box. And Ken, what about you? What? Shelf? <laughs> Of course it's shelf. I haven't shut up about this movie since it came out. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, really anybody... I always have to ask this question. Uh, anybody who knows me has been dealing with me talking about this movie since last year uh, when I saw it in the theater. <laughs> I actually just got a message right now from my best friend. She and her husband are actually watching this movie right now as we're recording this. So that, and they had, this is their first time watching. <laughs> Love it. I think. So, like, this movie's catching on. People are discovering it. And it, it goes on the shelf. I'll put it on the ultra shelf if I have to. <laughs> this movie is a new Christmas tradition for my household. It's it's only been out for two Christmases, but I have watched this every Christmas season since it came out. So, take that as you will. All right. And Tiffany, what about you? Oh, for sure the shelf. And I don't even think it'll be the Christmas shelf. I think it would be like the regular shelf where I might watch it when I just want to watch a stupid fun movie. Like it was. It was stupid fun. Yeah. Okay. And Mr. Bill. I'm going to put this on the stack. And this is not because I did. I Obviously, I really enjoy this for. I just don't. I just don't know if I could quite put it. I don't think I have room on my shelf these days. <laughs> I, 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 it's, this is something I could definitely try it out once a year for Christmas. Absolutely. But those, I don't have many Christmas movies that are on the shelf. There's going to be like a here a handful. So only for that very practical reason, am I putting it on the stack because, uh, but this would go out towards the top of the stack. And this, this will definitely be one of those movies. I'm going to try it out once every other year, probably maybe every year just for a good laugh uh, around the holidays. I think that's a, uh, I had an absolute blast. It completely subverted my expectations. I didn't see this coming, and I should have known it was going to be good because it because the recommendation came from good people. But uh, yeah, no, I had a blast. So thank you, Ken, for for and thank you, patrons, for for suggesting this and making us watch this because I really had an absolute blast last night watching it. It really was, and again, this is probably a movie that I would not have ever watched had people not recommended it. So yeah, oh, and I'll go last. I'm putting this on the shelf. I'm putting this on the shelf. I really enjoyed this movie. I came into it. No expectation. Didn't watch a trailer. I knew nothing about it. And I was blown away how much I enjoyed it and laughed at this movie. I needed that. <laughs> I was like, this is a good, I don't like, I even remember when this finished. I'm like, I could see myself watching this like every year. It's like just watching it from time to time and during Christmas. Like, I need a Christmas movie. Let's put on Violent Night while I edit. Like, I could see myself doing that in the future. It was just that kind of movie. All right. 
Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Bill, where can people find you at? Oh, I uh, I am currently uh, on hiatus from my podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. But if you dig nostalgic uh, video game podcasts, I'm sure you do. You listen to this fine show. Uh, I it's in my show is an interview show where I interview a bunch of people about different games and topics and stitch all these interviews together in one episode. Uh, I, I've talked about this show so much on this show. I'm yes. literally have nothing else better to say. Uh, but yeah, listen, I'm on hiatus right now, but there's over 90 mainline episodes of A Gamer Looks at 40 for you to enjoy. So uh, I, I have been recommending episodes um, on different places. I actually recommend right now for the holidays, episode 11, I believe. It's uh, Now You're Playing With Power, Superpower. It opens with the real audio of me opening up on my Super Nintendo in Christmas of 92. <laughs> That's cool. And it's, it, it's the it's the first five minutes is me, and I actually will be putting this on TikTok once I get permission from my sister and my brother, who are also in the video. My brother found the tape that my dad took on the old VHS camcorder. He ripped it for me <laughs> two years ago, a maybe a little audio file, and the first five minutes is literally me at Christmas getting my Super Nintendo, which I will always maintain is the greatest gift I have ever received in my life. And uh, and there's a lots of other really cool stories about the Super Nintendo, people, how they got them, and their, their stories about it. So it's a fun one. So if you want a little holiday feels, uh, episode 11 would be a good place to start uh, for at least for the first five minutes. And then, uh, But the other stories are really good, too. So uh, definitely check it out. And if you enjoyed this episode, there are other Christmas episodes. We do one every year. We did Elf last year, the year before. At some point, we did Elf. I don't remember. And we did Nightmare Before Christmas at some point. That's a Christmas movie and Halloween. That works. Do you know, look, there are... For Christmas? I don't remember when the hell we did it. I thought we did it for Halloween. I don't remember. I just make the show. I don't pay attention to when stuff happens. All right. <laughs> so go check out our giant catalog that we have. We did Christmas. Just type in something on our Podbean. See what you find out. You never know. I don't know what will be on there either. So go check out our giant catalog. You can find all the stuff that we do there. Um, if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for the little dog. You can vote in our Patreon poll. That's where this came from. So definitely go help help out the show. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Helena Hatsphere. You can you'll see a link tree to link to her link tree in the show notes. Definitely go check her out. If you want to chat with us, please join the Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes to the Discord. And uh, yeah, I was gonna say give a shout out to Bill, but I don't need to. He already did it for himself. So <laughs> and want to give a shout out to Nomads of Fantasy. Definitely go check out that podcast. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, TikTok sometimes, and YouTube audio only. But we are at all those things. You can follow Games My Mom Found. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. So long, everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>